tell you one thing, if another green man pops out of me, I'm shooting first and asking questions later. They're coming to get you, Barbara. You are on the verge of destroying the entire universe. You're listening to Creeps in the Night with Sam and Logan. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode four of Creeps in the Night. Sit back, relax, smoke them if you got them, and enjoy the show. I'm Logan Marks, and we have a special episode this week. Sam was able to get an interview with the lovely Amber Lynn of Amber's Asylum on YouTube. She's a paranormal investigator whose channel is about finding out what's real and what's not in the world of the mysterious and the unknown. She's got a bunch of entertaining content. I highly recommend that you watch her stuff if you're into the paranormal. Uh, so without further ado, I give you Sam's interview with Amber Lynn. Thank you everyone for joining us for another episode. I have here Amber's Asylum. Uh, Amber, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm not bad. So I've been uh, watching, looking at your YouTube videos, and it's some pretty interesting stuff. But I got to ask you, you know, mm-hmm. people, you know, not everyone believes in paranormal. You know, you and I do, right? Right. We're into this. We love it. But is there anything that made you believe in it? Like some people have to have something happen to them before they believe in it. Were you always into it, or did you just kind of always um, something happen to you? You know, I kind of growing up. I liked it, mm-hmm. but I think my big thing was Bigfoot. That was oh. the one thing that I kind of gravitated more uh, towards. And mm-hmm. ghosts, I was kind of like, meh, wasn't really sure my stance on, on like ghosts, but I was definitely a hardcore Bigfoot fan. And I had watched all the shows, and actually what really, really changed that for me was uh, when I was 15, I, I had an attachment. And I was like, okay, now I believe in all that. And, like, everything that I've been hearing is real. Oh, my gosh. And that pretty much just... <laughs> it's the funny deal. To, yeah, it's funny to say, like, my world was, like, spinning. But it basically was. Like, everything that I had thought was kind of, like, slightly made up or things like that. I was like, wait, that, that all could be real. And I spent uh, quite a few years um, training for... Uh, some type of like medium ship and I would go in and I would go to people's houses and I would help them with their attachment and that's basically where I got my start. So I gotta ask, so what happened when you were fifteen? If you don't mind um, us telling us telling us. Uh let's see. It's a very, very long story. Um this took place over the span of I'd say probably a year. Mm-hmm. Um I had this boyfriend who uh, you know, when you're 15, you, you don't really make good decisions, or at least I didn't. Sure. Um, and I made the decision to move out of my mother's house and into this house with my boyfriend and his family. Okay. And um, they had just moved into a new house, so I had moved in there too. And I started to, I don't know, I started to feel a little bit different. Like I started to become depressed and things like that. And I just thought it was the relationship that I was in. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the main thing was I started to hear my name being called. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was really, um, it was kind of like whispering at first. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was going crazy. And um, it eventually got to the point where it would just be like Amber. And everybody in the room could hear it. And we'd all look around and be like, who said that? Oh, and geez. that was kind of when I was like, okay, I'm not going crazy. Like, that's, yeah. if <laughs> everybody's hearing it, then it's not just me. And um, everybody would say that they would hear it while I was, like, at school, too, when I wasn't even at the house. Oh, jeez. See, I was wondering if it, like, was it just at night? Did it start out when just at night? Did it start out, like, me, you know, maybe you're in the shower and you kind of hear it, you know? Um, It would be random, but I remember... The first time that I can remember for sure hearing it mm-hmm. was when uh, we, they actually had they had other kids who their girlfriends lived in the house too. So oh, it wasn't wow. just us. <laughs> so there was three bedrooms, but the three bedrooms upstairs had already been taken. So we took the basement. Of course, of course, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being in the basement and hearing my name, and I'm looking over my shoulder, and my boyfriend at the time was like, "Did somebody just call your name?" And it was literally only the two of us. And I'm like, "Yeah." 
and it was really, really creepy, and I oh. just remember being so creeped out. And it wasn't a voice you recognized, right? It wasn't like a no grandparent no, or something. No, and it actually um, it escalated from there. It got it got quite scary after that. Did it? Did you feel anybody like touch you, or were you pushed or anything like that? Oh, um, I wouldn't say anything really physical. Okay, so here's this one's slightly physical. So we had actually. After one of the sons had moved out, so this is probably about six months later, mm-hmm. we took the upstairs bedroom, and this bedroom had three closets in it. I know, super weird. Weird. <laughs> it was like a regular closet, and then it was like a side attic, like an attic on the side of your okay. house that stretched all the way down. And then there was um, there was just a small door. It was like a cubby. It was, I don't know. And um, we had a door that didn't shut all the way because there was actually a gap between the frame and the door. So we had to buy one of those little metal latch things to get it to shut. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were constantly waking up like in the middle of the night to find that all these doors were open. Mm. And we were like, didn't we shut those? So the next couple nights we would shut them and they would come open and we were, we were getting so fed up with these being open because it was just so weird. And we had brought the tables from the dining or the the chairs from the dining room table up into the bedroom with us and propped them in front of all these doors. Okay. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and all the chairs were pulled into the center of the room, like all the backs touching of the chairs and the oh. doors were open. And I was like, oh my God. I love it. I love this. <laughs> like, why would it move that? And then I kind of, that's when it really got scary for me because I was like, oh, like, if it can physically move chairs, what else can it do? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, and there was um, there was another time we were actually we were arguing mm-hmm. about something, and um, my ex liked to do this thing where he would like to ask his family what their opinion was oh, on our fight. I don't know. I don't know why. No <laughs> yeah. shame to him though. But so we were upstairs. He's like, I'm gonna go get my mom or something like that, and he goes to open the door, and he had clearly unlatched it. I watched him unlatch it. And he's yanking on the door, which should have already been open because it doesn't shut properly to begin with. And it's not opening. Mm. So we're assuming that somebody's on the other side of this door holding it. Mm-hmm. So he's yelling. He's like, let go of the dang door. Like screaming all these profanities. Because sure. he thinks it's his brother. Yeah, of course. And he's like, you better knock it off. And we were trapped in that room for Probably a couple minutes. I mean, it felt like eternity for me because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were pissed. <laughs> yeah, because we're already arguing. Yeah. We're irritated that we're stuck in this room. And all of a sudden, he just yanks the door open. There's nobody standing there. And he turns the corner, and he runs down the stairs. And he's like, who the heck was holding the door? And everybody's just frozen. They're like, what are you talking about? Mm. Well, for one, our house, the stairs were made out of wood, and it was right next to our room. There is no way that they would have been able to let go and fly down the stairs mm-hmm. that quick and not make a noise. Sure. We would have heard them run down the stairs. And we were, everybody downstairs was so confused. They were like, what are you even talking about? So was everything just mainly happening to you two, or to you, I should say? Um, for the, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was mainly happening to me. I actually, um... <laughs> So I didn't believe in psychics. I still kind of have reservations about psychics. Okay. And um, this girl who lived across the street, she said, um, she had come to me one day and she's like, oh, I haven't met you. I want to sit down and talk to you and mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go over to her house and she's automatically, she's reading my aura. She's telling me what a nice person I am. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> So, and she's like, now I know that you've been having issues mm-hmm. in this new home. And I said, okay. So I kind of figured that maybe somebody from his family had told her. Yeah, of course. Seems logical. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I hear, I know that your name's being called, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. And um, this had happened on a couple occasions, but I would be sleeping and I would wake up to like hear breathing in my ear and like would feel like warm breath on my face Mm -hmm. and I would turn and there would be nothing there. Mm. And I had never, I never told anybody in that house about that. Of course. And she said, she said, he's telling me that he watches you in your sleep and he breathes on you. 
And I was like, oh my gosh. Who is he, Dan? <laughs> yeah, and that was when I was like, okay, well, what are you talking about? And that's when I was more open, and she's like, well, you know, you have an attachment. It's a negative spirit who is feeding off of your <clears throat> negative energy. Hmm. So was she able to help you? She actually did. So um, she basically taught me how to uh, be positive and how to um, get rid of it. It wasn't like a one and done kind of thing. You know, it was something that I had to gradually work on myself over Mm -hmm. time. So your negativity is probably what made it come to you? I would assume so, yes. Yeah, she said that basically they can travel on people mm-hmm. and basically it can seek out somebody negative or it'll ride with you until it finds somebody more negative to feed off of. I guess that's how they get their power. I know that sounds crazy to yeah. anybody that's listening, but when you've experienced that, you're like, okay, that makes sense. So I take it you used to be more negative and now you seem like a pretty positive person now. So is that, yeah, did yeah. that help you change your ways? It definitely did. Yeah. Because I was actually, the relationship that I was in, I really didn't want to be in, but you know, I kind of, convince myself that I had to be in this relationship and um I changed a lot about myself since then so yeah and and I I work on positivity with other people and when I was doing clients and and client houses and working on their attachments I taught that a lot and I still do like through my Instagram I, I teach people to be more positive when they come to me and they say they have they have a problem interesting so you so you're you you said you trained in being a medium type stuff um, I did very, I, well, I would say for a couple years, I, I did that. What's that training like? Like, how, how does someone become a medium? I always um, thought that you kind of had that, like, an extra sensory I, type thing. I was always taught that anybody could be a medium, that your brain had the capability of being it. You just had to unlock it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a lot of meditation. Um, I, I did a lot of rituals, although I don't know that that's necessary per se, Mm. but definitely a lot of self reflecting, self guidance. Uh, some of it is like meeting your spirit guides and meeting your spirit animals, but it was, I remember a lot of meditation was what I did. So doing that helped unlock the capability that you had and help others and did you ever have anything that you couldn't get rid of anybody any type you helped anybody and you just couldn't help them at all not necessarily at least not um not when i was physically doing houses because a lot of the people that i had met um they would think that they had something but you know i wouldn't necessarily feel like they had something negative Mm -hmm. there were a few cases where somebody did have something negative kind of like what i had attachment wise Mm -hmm. and uh we would work on that however i don't think i've ever dealt with any confirmed like demons or anything i think people fail to realize that that's not something that happens a lot um i think in my line of work i and i can't even say that it's been it's like a confirmed demon because I know people are very, they very loosely throw that word around, and I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, ta- I took a small ghost hunting seminar when I kind of started in that time frame. And the seminar taught us that um, demons aren't very common. And in fact, the Catholic Church, in order for somebody to come out and give you an exorcism or to even think about giving you an exorcism, you have to meet requirements on a checklist that has like eight different things. And you Mm -hmm. have to have at least like six or seven of those things for them to even think about coming and helping you. Sure. I've seen a lot of the shows where like, you know, like paranormal, you know, shows and they're whenever they want to get like an exorcist in there, like whenever they call like a Catholic priest, like you said, Uh they have to meet these requirements. Yeah. I, I always wondered, do you remember what kind of requir- requirements they were? Because I've always kind of wondered, like, do they have to be spitting, you know, and vomit and stuff? Like, like I don't remember exactly. I um, always wondered. I was trying to find it the other day, and I could not find it. I know that they put it on, up on a Catholic church website, but um, I think it was, like, oppression, uh, feelings that aren't your own. What else? Scratches in threes. Your basic things, but I think you had to meet all of them. Okay. Makes sense. But so, I, I don't remember what they all were. So so this experience you had when you were 15 and you said you took a seminar, is this what 
help lead you to decide to start ghost hunting? Yes, definitely. Uh, so you've been a paranormal investigator since you were 15. I wouldn't say since I was 15. Um, I went, I actually went a really long time without talking to people about it. I was so scared that like people were going to make fun of me because of my experience. They were going to be like, oh, that's not real. You're making it up for attention, like that kind of stuff. Sure. So I went a, I went a decent while, like all through high school without talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I moved to Pennsylvania after I graduated high school. I grew up. I was born and raised in Michigan. Oh, okay. And then um, I had met one, a, a really good friend, a friend of a friend. Okay. <laughs> and that's when... They were kind of, we were all kind of just sitting there and we were sharing ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, do you guys want to want to hear one? Like, please don't call me crazy. And I shared that story and they were like, oh, my gosh, I had one exactly like that or something similar. And we talked for hours. And my friend was like, you know what? I have somebody who has an experience like that. Do you want to go over to their house and see if we can help them? Hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So we started doing that. And then, um, you know, he was a medium and he was like, well, I can help you, you know, train. And that's when we started doing um, meditation and all those things like that. And I was it was just a blessing to help other people to know Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, when I went through something, I was mostly alone besides that psychic because, like, I didn't talk to other people about it. Well, it's something that you really don't want to bring up, right? If if somebody tells you they've seen a UFO or a lizard person, you know, oh, they're, yeah. they're afraid that it, who, the people are going to judge them and mock them. So I, I totally mm-hmm. get what you're saying. It's not something you have to be in the community that accepts you, right? You just can't come out. Hey, guess what? You know, it right? Just, it doesn't work that way. So before so before you started ghost hunting, did you have any type of expectations of how ghost hunting hunting would be like? And does reality oh, compare it to your to your expectations that you thought? Um, well, it's, (laughs) my mother is a huge Ghost Adventures fan. Okay. So, um, through that, because I had explained to her once about my spiritual attachment. Mm -hmm. And she didn't really believe what I was saying. But. She liked ghost hunting, but she didn't believe your experience? It was before Ghost Hunters. Okay, okay. (laughs) So, or Ghost, it was before really any of those shows. And then after Ghost Adventures came out, she just fell in love with Ghost Adventures. And recently, we've had a conversation where she was like, I'm so sorry I didn't believe you, because mm-hmm. Ghost Adventures turned that around for her. Okay. But I just remember watching Ghost Adventures, and I was like, oh, man, that would be so fun to go to those places. And, you know, I started I started doing highly publicized places within the past, um, I'd say, two to three years. And it's nothing like what you see on TV. <laughs> That's what I hear. I, I, I it's not. I have a hard time with those. Don't like. Don't think I'm pessimistic, but oh no, I, okay. I, I really, I really into all this stuff. Right, that's why I'm talking to you because right. I, this stuff's really interesting and fascinating to me. I haven't had any experiences with ghosts, but I, I feel like the shows are kind of a show, and like they, they yeah. try to get people to watch it, and I don't feel like any of it's really legit. So I have a hard time watching them. I, I just can't really watch any. I of have, them. I, before doing publicized places i was a huge paranormal fan as far as different shows mm-hmm. after going and doing a couple locations i can't watch tv shows anymore because it's nothing like the tv like a lot of the times you'll be sitting there and nothing will be happening mm-hmm. you know you're trying to think of what can i do to trigger activity because different spirits react differently you have mm-hmm. different types of energy so residual a lot of the times with residual energy the conditions have to be exactly right in order to get that. Gotcha. And you can't just, if, if you don't know how to do that, or you don't know what the conditions were like when something happens, it's really hard to get something to happen. So so do you think it would help? Like, you're a pretty positive person. And you mm-hmm. probably, you, I saw in some of your YouTube videos, you have another person you go with, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so actually... She used to film with me when I lived in Pennsylvania, but now I live in Indianapolis, and okay. she is six hours away, so she can't make gotcha. my uh, my little adventures anymore. So I actually do some of mine by myself now. Well, what I was going to ask was, so you're a pretty positive person. Would it be good to bring somebody who is just like a shit, shitty person, like bad attitude, you know, maybe get the ghost to kind <laughs> of gravitate towards that person? And... Maybe you could. 
<laughs> I'm just thinking that, like you said, I mean, you they they seem to go towards the bad people, so, and you you're pretty positive, so maybe. You, if right. you're not having good experiences, it might be because you're too good now. Because like, I'm too good. <laughs> yeah, you're like a nun to them, and they're like, nah. Well, I think, you know, because I, like, I I have a lot of high energy, or at least sometimes when I'm not tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that sometimes they can feed off of that, too, but in a good way. Gotcha. So do you have any type of rituals or any way you prepare for your ghost hunts? Um, Usually, okay, so I just did uh, Bobby Mackey's. Okay. Which I knew was going to be a heavy location, or at least I thought. Why and, is that? Um, Why did you think that? Because I had watched the episode for Ghost Adventures. Oh, okay. <laughs> which was filled with a bunch of crazy stuff. But honestly, when I went, we didn't really get a whole lot of stuff. Really? Which, you know, it could be because I didn't have a whole lot of experience, or because maybe it was just a dead night. Like, sometimes you go there and stuff doesn't happen. But you have to remember these TV shows... Some of these shows film over a span of like a week. Gotcha. And and I don't have that luxury. Yeah, you're there for a night and right. you got to call but it I, good. So I knew that I was going to be going to Bobby Mackey's and, you know, they it's nicknamed the, the portal to hell. So I was like, I'm going to take the week off mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to just focus on my mentality, focus on being positive. So I tried not to stress myself out with too much work or too much um editing or anything like that. I actually didn't make a video last week and that that was because I knew I was going to Bobby Mackey's. Okay. You're saving yourself from Bobby Mackey's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should have been like real shitty. You should have gotten a fight with your boyfriend. You should have been cussed out the person <laughs> oh, yeah. at the store. You know, you you know I did bring my sister. <laughs> oh, is she a and... bad person? Sounds good. <laughs> no, she's she's not a bad person. <laughs> she can be a little temperamental. Oh okay. but she um she actually said some vulgar things to the spirits at Bobby Mackey's and nothing happened. So oh, that sucks, <laughs> which I had to edit out. Because, oh, you like, did? Oh, for YouTube, I had right? to. Yeah. Because I couldn't keep it on YouTube. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. So when you're on your, your hunts, what type of uh, equipment do you use? I use a bunch of different types of equipment. However, um, a lot of equipment is um, speculative. So, while I may believe in one thing, somebody else may not believe in that. So mm-hmm. if you notice a lot of TV shows like use EMF detectors or mm-hmm. millimeters, yep. I'm not that type of person. For me, I don't think that's solid enough evidence. Okay. What, um, are you I like, what do you need? I like I love EVPs. Gotcha. Because if especially if I'm the only person in the building and I get an EVP of like a male, mm-hmm. I can't dispute that. Okay. I have no logical explanation as to how that could have gotten there. Okay. And that's why I love that so much. I use Spirit Box, but honestly, I hate Spirit Box. <laughs> you do? It's so annoying. And, it, you know, I get to the point where I'm like, is it radio stations? Is oh, it, you know, true. like, I can't tell. So I could be bleeding into it. Right. So I'm actually working on buying a portal device, uh, which portal is, device. it uses a Spirit Box, but it's, what it does is it erases all that white noise. Oh, nice. And can, yeah, and it'll help you focus on the actual words so that way they're clearer. Um, so I'm going to be buying that hopefully sometime soon. Um, I have an SLS camera, but um, what TV shows don't tell you is that the manufacturer of the SLS camera says that there is a glitch. And it's on the Xbox Connect because mm-hmm. that's what they use for that. So it's it's a glitch with Xbox, so they can't fix that. And what happens is it will map chairs as figures. And I don't know how many times I've seen in a show where they'll be staring at a chair and they'll claim it's a figure. Oh. And I'm like, the the manufacturer even sends a warning, but they just, they it's, I don't, and it's not so much that they're lying. It's just, they just neglect to tell you that. That's bullshit. I don't yeah. like that. Come on. So with SLS, I find that it's sometimes glitchy. I've gotten figures so I try to, you know, I'll try to run my audio recorder while I'm running my SLS. And if I get an EVP and I see something on the SLS, maybe then I'll believe it. But for the most part, I don't use my SLS anymore because it's just not, um, it's too too iffy for me. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you want something definitive, right? I yeah. get it. But I have, um, I have some IR cameras, mm-hmm. which is an infrared camera. So that'll allow me to shoot in the dark. I have full spectrum cameras, which is a, um, it's like a, 
spectrum that we can't see mm-hmm. or like light just usually where you'll see your like light anomalies and things like that okay um i have a laser grid i take Jeez. it sometimes wow <laughs> <laughs> not all the time i just got a rem master which is kind of like a rem pod um so It'll detect uh, electromagnetic changes around the antenna, mm-hmm. and we did take it to Bobby Mackey's, and it did go off quite a few different times when we were there, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a music box, kind of like the one that you see on Ghost Adventures, but it's a cheapo plastic one instead of the hard cherry one that they have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you must, you know, you're just an amateur, I guess, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You need to be spending thousands to be real before. Well, everything everything is really expensive. Like that music box of mine was like four hundred dollars, but the hard cherry one is eight hundred. God, I was like, why would I spend eight hundred when I can just spend like four? That's bullshit. That's yeah. It does the same thing. It's bullshit. So you said you like EVPs. I'm sure you've caught some. I watched some of your videos, but I want to ask you: going through all your ghost hunts, like which EVPs? that you caught really truly impressed you like give me the top one or two or okay. creeped you out or creeped you out let's say i'd say the one that really impressed slash, slash creeped me out was we were at a place called moundsville which is west virginia penitentiary mm-hmm. and it is a large um prison basically and the prisoners were forced to build it they built it on an indian burial ground oh gosh they actually moved the bodies across the road while they were building it but anyway, um, it has a rich, rich history, that mm-hmm. place. Anyway, so the whole time I was in this building, it really felt like it was an active prison. Now, I've never been to an active prison, mm-hmm. so I, would, I wouldn't really know. But it just felt like every corner I walked around, I just felt like I was going to get stabbed or like somebody was going to pop out at me. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and it was very, very heavy there. Oh. So. I actually walk through these set of doors, and I have this video. You see me walk through these set of doors, and you hear this EVP say, hit her. Oh, and I geez. flinch. I flinch. Huh. And I look, at, I look at my partner, and I said, oh, my God, I thought somebody was going to hit me. <laughs> and to me, that is so crazy. I, and, you know, I caught that really, really early on in my, um, in my big location days. I've had that EVP for probably two years, and that is still the best EVP because I felt it physically. Hmm. Interesting. So I felt like really, truly definitive. Yeah, and it's super crazy. But um, that one's a really good one. And then I also have this one. I honestly cannot make out what it's saying, but it's kind of loud. And it's from the Creeper at Hillview. And I did talk to a tour guide, and they did confirm that it does sound like the Creeper. But I can't make out what it's saying, but you can hear it talking like me or you. But it sounds to me like they're talking in a different language. And I posted it on my Instagram, and everybody said it sounded like something different. Of course. And that's really interesting to me. So what, who's, what is the Creeper, I, I, for those of us who don't know? Um... <laughs> They can't really trace the creeper to anything, but they think the creeper is, like, some weird, like, shadow figure. They're not really sure if it's, like, a shadow man or, like, some sort of elemental thing. Mm-hmm. They don't really have too much information on the creeper. I guess it was kind of just discovered a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So they don't have too many run-ins with it, but they do have some EVPs from it. And uh, my friend said that she did see it climb a wall once which was really weird. Um, but yeah, I don't, it just hangs out. I guess it just watches you. And yeah. it kind of looks like it's it's like tall and skinny and lanky mm. and really dark. Like Slender Man or something, huh? Yeah. So, so you know, I've, I've watched a lot of EVPs. Like I said, I can't watch a lot of the Ghost Hunters and stuff because I feel like a lot of it's just not legit. And I'm, again, I'm not shitting on anybody right. who does it, right? No, it's just, okay. But... There's sometimes like when people like post EVPs and the, and it has like the caption, but I don't really hear what they're saying. So do you find it difficult to be logical and unbiased in your investigations? Like I know you really want to find something, but do you do you find it hard to just you know just be unbiased and and just hear what it is instead of because sometimes like people say, oh, it's saying this, but I'm like I didn't hear that. Like and people are posting that like on the captions, but I don't hear it. So do you do you find it hard to do that? Um. 
I try to be as legit in your face as I can be. Okay. So if I'm listening to my audio and I hear something and I don't like, if I'm like 80% sure that nobody's going to hear it, like I'll just, Mm -hmm. I'll exit. I won't even include it in the video. Got it. I try to be that way. Gotcha. And then sometimes I'm like, eh, let's just add it in just in case. I do get people who write me sometimes and they're like, I didn't hear that one. That's okay. Uh, you know, cause I have some really other great ones. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hit or miss. And, and a lot of the times, like if I'm questioning whether or not it's an EVP or if it's like me shuffling, I won't include it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah, cause I, cause I, sometimes I, I, I hear things and I'm like, I don't really hear what they're saying. And they're, and everyone's like, Oh, what? I heard it. And I'm just wondering, like, is everyone kind of going with it? I've heard other people talk about, they right. really want to catch something and they'll, and later on, in hindsight, they're like, you know, we really added this when we shouldn't have, you know. And I just wondering if you ever have that problem. I, I know. Yeah, I will actually, what I do is I go through the whole audio once, mm-hmm. and I'll write down what I hear, and I'll write down the time code. Gotcha. And then when I go to edit, I'll listen to it again, and if I don't hear it, I'll, I'll exit. That makes sense. That's good. That's good. Like I said, you want to be successful. You want to have some good stuff. But, I mean, if you don't, you don't, right? Right. So besides that one where you felt like you were going to be attacked, have you had been on any investigations that uh, truly scared you? Yes. Tell us. Tell me. Um, I recently did the Monroe House, which was very, very scary for me. So I saw this episode on um, Paranormal Lockdown. So it was the one with uh, Katrina Weidman and Nick Groff. Okay. It was about this place called the Monroe House. They claimed that the house was shaking. They claimed all this stuff, that it was demonic from rituals and I'm kind of like rolling my eyes as I'm watching the video because I'm like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there was actually a point where Nick Groff enters this crawl space and he finds uh, human remains. Mm -hmm. So uh, they had to shut it down. I met Nick Groff. um, Was it last year? Maybe it was the year before. And I remember because we sat down and we did a Q&A before we, we did an investigation, and somebody asked him if that whole episode was real. Okay. And he swears up and down that it was real. Okay. And he said, yes, they did find human remains. Yes, it was a pain in the butt for the, for the company, mm-hmm. because Travel Channel had to shut everything down, and we had to basically wait till the investigation was over before we could even air the episode. Oh. Gotcha. So, I was like, okay, well, that's cool. So, I contacted the Monroe house and I talked to the owner, Eddie. He's super nice. So I go, I'm on the tour and it's just me. I did this one solo. Okay. Eddie's looking at me and he goes, I cannot believe that you're doing this solo. I would never do that. Hmm. And I was like, Oh, thanks. So he just, we go through and he's, he's tiptoeing around this house, like peeking over corners to make sure that there's nobody there. And I'm like, that's so weird. I've never (laughs) seen anybody that scared <laughs> I'm like what is he so scared of like so now i'm starting to get scared <laughs> and he's like please 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 let me know when you leave because people have accidents on their way here mm-hmm. people have died on their way home like oh shit please let me know that everything is okay because this house is really scary <laughs> Okay. And he actually he's not someone who believes in the paranormal <laughs> at all but he said this house he initially bought it as a flip mm-hmm. and he's had it for, I think he said 11 years mm-hmm. because he said he knows in his heart that something is wrong with the house Oh shit. and he would not be okay if he sold it to somebody and they died in the house. Hmm. So he said there's a lot of suicides associated with the house, a lot of unnatural deaths. Um, and I actually did a sit down interview with him after I had done this investigation and, um, he talked about some of the things that happened uh, prior to the house being built. So mm-hmm. it seems like the history of the land is just really, really dark. I do this investigation, and everything's going really well. And um, I hear a different shuffling, and I, I thought I felt the house shaking at one point. But just like upstairs, which was really weird. I didn't include it in the video because there was no way to prove that. And I didn't want people to just say that, you know, I was just saying crap. Sure. So, um... 
So I'm doing this investigation, and I just decide to sit down and take a small break. I leave my EVP recorder running in the um, living room. So I'm about two hours into the investigation. I sit down to take my break, and as I'm sitting down, I just, I start to feel, like, this feeling of, like, depression and just being, like, so ashamed of myself. Ooh, anxiety and and stuff? Yeah, like, I've... It was so overwhelming, I almost started crying. And huh. that's not me. I'm not that type of person. Sure. So I'm like, that's weird. So at first I had thought it was something trying to attach itself to me. Okay. So I'm fighting it as I'm sitting in this chair. And I start to get, like, really confused, really, like, dizzy. I'm disoriented. I don't really know what's going on. And after about 20 minutes, I'm like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. So when you say you're fighting it, were you, like, meditating? Like, what were you doing? Yeah, I'm, like, focusing on trying to make sure that I'm separating what's mine from from what's somebody else's. Gotcha. So I'm just, like, I'm just focusing on I'm positive, I'm positive, I'm positive, but it's not working. So, so I'm like, okay. So, so do you feel it like when you're saying that it's attacking you, is, is it like trying to take over your mind? Is it just taking over like your body? Like you just feel like just total anxious and, and you just, depressed? yeah, you kind of just feel like you're just not yourself. You oh. just feel like something is surrounding you and it's clouding your judgment hmm. and it's making you feel these different feelings. So, um, I was like, I have to go, you know, I've overstayed my welcome. That's not me. It's not going away. No matter what I'm doing, like, Let's leave. And I was especially worried about the drive home because he had told me about people dying on the way home. Mm-hmm. So I um, I packed my things. I After I went over my audio, I get an EVP as I'm leaving that says, I'll keep you alive, which I thought was really weird. Huh. Nice. Yeah. And so I put everything in my car. And in my car, there's all these flies in my car. I'm like, why are these flies in my car? That's oh, super weird. weird. And I actually... I accidentally leave an IR flashlight. Okay. So I'm texting Eddie the next day and I said, Hey, I left my flashlight. Like, could you please like get it for me and I'll come pick it up at some point. So he's like, Oh, okay. Where'd you leave it? I said, I think I left it on the table in this room. He said, okay. So he texts me about an hour later. He said, I just got here. Flashlight's not in here. I was like, okay, that's weird. So I'm editing, and the very last video is a video of me leaving that room, leaving my flashlight on the table. I was like, okay, so I have video proof that my you left it there. Flashlight was there, so mm-hmm. I think that's really weird. He says he was the first one into the house ever since my investigation. So I'm like, okay, well maybe it'll turn up. Maybe it fell. I don't know. Yeah. So. He said, I'll text you. I'll let you know when I, when I find it. So about two weeks later, he contacts me. He said, hey, I found your flashlight, blah, blah. So I asked him if he wants to do an interview. And that's when we did the interview that uh, you can view up on the channel. Mm-hmm. And during the interview, he goes, oh, um, how did you get in the crawl space? And I was like, I never went in the crawl space. What? Why would you? I told you I wasn't going to go in there. Like, why do you think I was in there? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, that's where they found your flashlight. Oh. And I was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> I never went in there. And he said they found the flashlight. So he did confirm this with the guy who found the flashlight. There is. So what he did after that episode aired from the Monroe house where they found human remains, he didn't want people to go into the crawl space. Okay. Around. So he actually put up a wall and blocked it off. Okay. He said that he made it in an L shape. So that way people could still get in there if they had permission. And at the end of the L shape is a wooden door. And he said that it has wood screws that you have to screw in with a drill. He said that when they had gone down in there, they had gone down in there to work on a gas line or something like that. And they found my flashlight on the other side of that door all the way in the corner. Jeez. Yes, it was super creepy. I was like, I don't even know how that would have gotten there. That makes no logical sense to me. That is crazy. Damn. That is crazy. (laughs) And he said that, um, because we were kind of making connections as we were talking about this. And he said that uh, the first couple years that he was working there, he had this tool belt that he worked with a lot. It was his favorite tool tool belt. 
And he said he would let the guys use it sometimes when he wasn't using it. And he said it kept getting misplaced. So he was getting really like peeved because people were using it, not putting it back in, in the place that it was supposed to be. So he said that he lost it and he assumed that somebody had Stole lost it, it around oh, the house. Okay. And he was, he said he, he ripped them a new one. He was really irritated that they lost it. Mm-hmm. He said six months later, he had gone down into the crawl space and it was in that same corner where they discovered the flashlight. Jeez. Yeah. Something special about that corner and that's where all Something, the yeah. hidden shit goes, huh? Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty interesting. Um and kind kinda of talking about your page, I was watching your video about Ouija boards. Uh-huh. And it didn't seem like anything really happened when he did it. Do you do you believe in Ouija board? Like before that, did you believe in them? Um and after the know, video, did you feel like it was a waste? I think I, so I've ever only had one encounter with a Ouija board, which wasn't my encounter, actually. I was in the room when somebody was using one, and they were drunk, and they were using it, mm-hmm. and they kept saying all this stuff was coming through. Now, I wasn't the one on the board, so I can't tell you if people were moving it or not. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say that I believed in them up until... You know, I, when I had started doing investigations, I questioned everything. Mm-hmm. Good. You know, I said, because it wasn't really like what you see on TV. So I was like, are we being lied to? Like, is this even, is any of this stuff even like real? Yeah, I, I believe you. Right. And so I started questioning all that stuff. And when I started really thinking about the Ouija board and the science behind the Ouija board, I was like, that kind of makes sense. And I go into explaining in the video that um, the Ouija board is uh, ideomotor effect, how you're subconsciously answering yourself, mm-hmm. not knowing that you're doing it. So I think prior to making the video, I knew that it wasn't going to work because of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I didn't get anything. Really? That's why you think so? Well, I also <laughs> think that it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I believe you. I. <sighs> Because you said you went to different places and you were trying to did it, did it with your boyfriend and you did it with other things around and you were saying that people were commenting on your page telling you well you didn't yeah. have this and I mean it's it's weird because yeah. I get that too I always tell people like oh you have to be in this situation it's almost like you have to be like you know on your, doing a handstand with one leg up and wearing yeah. two different types of shoes. And I was like, I was like, it doesn't make sense to me because all these other people on YouTube. They take it wherever. They're not doing, they're clearly not striving to get it to work. Mm-hmm. It just works for them. That's what I know. You know, how does it pick and choose who it wants to work for? Like, that's, and that was my thing. And I was like, how, I don't understand why you have to, you know, do a million different things just to get it to work. I know. If you have to do that, then you can't use it as a paranormal tool. Yeah. And I, it'd be effective. I know. The, yeah. You need to use candles. You need to have this. You have to have, you know, not have that in there. It's like, come on. Like, if it works, it yeah, works. Yeah, and if I it tried doesn't, it, it doesn't. so many different ways. And even after I said that, I didn't believe that it didn't work. A lot of people were upset with me. But I'm being honest. I'm not going to lie to somebody no. and make them feel better. See, that's what I appreciate. That's why I wanted to talk to you. Because at least you're being realistic. Like you said, some people will do it to get views, right? Oh, my God. Look oh, at all yeah, this. Oh, yeah, definitely. I saw this and that. And it's like, come on. Like, be realistic. I want the real stuff. Don't give me this yeah, bullshit. Like that random Nautica app. Like, yes. It was so hyped. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so ready to try it. And I tried it for, like, we went to so many places uh-huh. on that app for like a whole day and nothing happened. Nothing at all. And it was random. It was like, hey, go to Walmart. Yeah. Go to the police station. And half the places were private places. And I'm not somebody who likes to trespass. Yeah. Okay. I always have permission everywhere I go. Yes. So I'm like, if I can't go in there, like, I can't go in there. Mm-hmm. So. But, I know there's so many videos on it that make it seem like, oh, my God, it's so creepy. And I found this. Yeah. And I, I, I know, and the the, the bodies that they found in, here in Seattle, you know, I remember mm-hmm. that was on the news and everything, and so then they, that then made it even seem like it was a lot more, you know, special, yeah. like it was more creepy. And if you type in that, that's what you'll see. You'll see, mm-hmm. I found a crime scene, or mm-hmm. I found this, and it's like, what are the odds that you're going to find it? Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, because I'm sure that it does, because what the app does is it just spits out random GPS coordinates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it was actually made for people to find nature. Gotcha. It was never made as something that was supposed to be haunted or anything like that. I think people just but, twisted it that way. 
Yeah, and the thing is, if you focus, because it says you need to focus on your intent. So yeah. you never even type in what you're looking for, and it just gives you something random. If you know that that's what you're looking for when you get there, you're going to find it because that's what you're anal- you're breaking down everything that you're looking at and you're analyzing it and you're going to go, okay, well, I'm going to find something creepy. Well, yeah, sure. I pick up a pine cone. Cool. It's standing up. It's creepy. Like yeah. it's not, it's just because you're, you've planted that in your head and you're looking for that. I, I believe so. I, and again, same with the Ouija board. I think when people really want something, they'll make it mm-hmm. happen. Like they'll move the planchette to something because... I remember doing that too, you know, with friends. We went to like cemeteries, we went to haunted places that were supposed to be haunted around my hometown, mm-hmm. uh, where, where places like roads where many people had died. You know, there's a lot of crosses on the side of the road, and over the years, people have died. And we did all that stuff, and none of it really works. So I just, I watched your experience. And I'm glad that it's not too common that people will say that. And even like other talk radio shows, mm-hmm. I remember they're talking about, don't mess with the Ouija board, you know, it's gonna, yeah, but it's so, it's so creepy. Like, it's like, why? And- Everybody always says, don't mess with one. Like, you could be in a paranormal group, and mm-hmm. half of them aren't even investigators. Half of them have never even touched it, and they'll all say that, don't touch it. Yeah. Why? I have know. you had an experience? No, it's just because that's what you've been told. Exactly. So why is nobody questioning that? I don't know. I think, you know, and again, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm, I'm somebody, I'm like, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm the Fox Mulder of this shit. You know, I love, I want to believe everything, right? But mm-hmm. I also want proof, right? I'm just not going to blindly believe. I, that's why, and I ask you guys, is, you know, you're the one who goes out and investigates, and I want to know things that you've experienced. And, you know, I, I believe you with your, you know, your attachment. Yeah. That seems totally legit. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of things about that. And, again, I can't dispute it. But, again, I watched your video on the Ouija board. That was the same type of thing that happened to me. So I just, I feel like we're in agreement that it was kind of a waste, right, <laughs> the Ouija board? Kind of. Well, the really fascinating thing, and what I really wanted to do was break it down for people who did who still kind of believed in it. Mm-hmm. And the great thing was I was able to there was this test that people were doing. Okay. And what they were doing was because if it is subconscious and you're subconsciously answering yourself, what would happen if the people on the board were blindfolded mm-hmm. and you spun the board around so that way you didn't know where it was and you couldn't go based off of memory. So that's what we actually did. So I did take it to a confirmed haunted place. I took it to Whispers Estate. Mm-hmm. And I worked with the tour guide who said that she knew how to get a Ouija board going, right? I worked with her, and we got it going. We blindfolded ourselves, and I turned the board a couple different times so that way it wouldn't be off of her memory. Gotcha. And I'd say 80% of the time it landed on something that didn't make sense. Yeah. Like the corner of the board where it had nothing or the spaces – um, on the bottom or things like that and then it would land on some letters here and there but they would never it would never make sense that's that's a damn shame it was just random that's a damn shame and then again like you said you get people comment commenting like oh you know you did it wrong or you're just a hack or you know something yeah like geez i'm no i, I like what you did that's good you know you didn't want to try and make it you know set the parameters to be you know straightforward in your favor to show something good you 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 wanted to make it completely random, and it, it should have worked, and it did. So that's fine. I'm glad. Yeah. I just had to ask about that because I, I watched it, and I was really watching your videos. I was like, I'm glad she's doing all these things because a lot of people don't do that or they don't show yeah. it, and they want to make it seem like it's super creepy, right, because that gets views. But to me, I, I'll watch your stuff because you're legit and you give real things. Not that everyone's not, but I'm glad you do that. So big ups to you. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy it because I, I really, really focus on trying to – my big thing is trying to educate people about the misunderstandings or misconceptions mm-hmm. of the paranormal. There is a lot of them, aren't there? There are a lot. And it's because we've been told this time and time again from people who are supposed to be experts or TV shows. Yes. And it's just so much has come out against these TV shows and just they're not what they say that they are. And I'm not coming after anybody or anything like sure. that. I, it's just, I believe you. I know. I, I agree. I agree. Like you said, you go to some places that are supposed to be that way, and it doesn't doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's it's too bad. But uh, say say I'm a skeptic who doesn't believe in ghosts. What could you tell me to make me second guess myself? <laughs> I don't know because <laughs> I feel like people who are skeptics, you know, um, they might not ever believe in the paranormal if mm-hmm. unless if they have an experience themselves, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I like skeptics. I like talking with skeptics, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I guess my biggest 
um, suggestion for a skeptic would be to run an EVP recorder and go to a haunted place and see if you get anything. And then if you get an EVP, please explain to me how that might work. Gotcha. I mean, there's always, like I said, the, the hard part about skeptics is they're not going to accept anything. That's what I've right. kind of learned. Like, not to fight with people like that. I mean, like you said, let them go do it. I was just wondering, like I said, I think maybe your story about your attachment seems interesting. But, um, like I said, I've never had anything like that happen, and maybe I never will. So, I I love hearing other people's, and yours was pretty good. So, have you ever been discouraged when ghost hunting? Like, did you ever feel like, fuck this, like, I just want to give this shit up, because I'm not really getting any type of results that I want. As, like the TV shows have, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of the times. <laughs> um, You know, and uh, for different places, whenever you pay to go to these locations, you get a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, depending on the place, sometimes you'll get from 8 o'clock to 3 a.m. or 8 o'clock to 10 a.m. Okay. And sometimes I just go, you know what? Nothing's happening in my experience. I'm out. It's not going to happen. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it, a, does, it does happen sometimes. That's That, that makes sense. That would be hard, right? I and mean, you have to pay for yeah. these, so <laughs> you're losing your money. Well, actually, so I just did that Bobby Mackey's uh, location, and it mm-hmm. hasn't come out yet. So, so to not give away too much... Mm-hmm. Um, I, the information that I had, I had based off of watching TV shows okay. about Bobby Mackey's and on the tour, I actually learned that I didn't know jack crap about Bobby Mackey's because everything that I was told through TV shows was urban legends. Uh, it had, it was never, it, most of it wasn't proven. And I was uh, like, okay, well that's interesting. So I was kind of upset about that. So we started doing the investigation and a lot of stuff happened in a short amount of time when we started Mm -hmm. and then it just stopped Hmm. and we even, we went and sat down in the well, we went and did all of that. And I was like, I'm not even scared to be here. I don't feel like it's heavy. Like Mm -hmm. nothing's happening. We never got scratched. My sister told Bobby Mackey's to go suck a big one Mm -hmm. while we were there and she Nothing ever happened, and I was like, you know, I don't know if, if it's just because it's hyped up or maybe it was an off night, but I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I can see that. Because, you know, and it's because you see all these TV shows, and you see everybody else go, and they get stuff, and you're like, oh, and I think when you walk in the doors, you expect that to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's... And it's just disappointing when it doesn't. But, <laughs> I mean, you can't just expect the paranormal to just do whatever, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I was still disappointed. Yeah, I could see that. I would be totally pissed off. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you. I'm out. Well, especially because it was it was a $600 investigation. So, it's not like it was cheap. God damn. $600. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, they're better. They should have had some type of theatrics. <laughs> Something. <laughs> yeah. So, anyone trying to get into ghost hunting, anybody new, like, I've never done it. But if I was going to be new, be a, a beginner, what kind of advice would you give me? Um, I would definitely say that you need to take the time for yourself to separate what equipment you believe in. You know, just because somebody says that this is a great piece of equipment doesn't mean that that's necessarily what you're going to believe in. So you're going to go through a lot of trial and error as an investigator to try to find something that works best with your belief. And that's okay. Hmm. Okay. I guess maybe a lot of patience, huh? Yeah. (laughs) So, again, we're winding down here, but I just kind of want to ask you, what, what, what do you tell people who are afraid of the supernatural? Since you've experienced it, what, what can you tell people how to deal with it? Fear is the exact emotion that you shouldn't have. Okay. Because sometimes in certain situations, fear will make it worse. Oh, feed off but I try, I try to say that in a, in a better way than trying to scare them into not being scared. <laughs> Don't be afraid, damn it. Fucking be tough. Yeah. <laughs> so just You know, and, and I just explain that, you know, people are generally afraid of something that they don't understand. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But when you understand that more than likely it's not going to hurt you in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of takes the, the the little bit of fear that you have away mm-hmm. and you kind of get that chance to stand up for yourself and go, "Okay, well, nothing's going to happen like I'll be fine." Okay. That's good. That's good. I guess unless it's a poltergeist, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then get out. Get the fuck out. Then you get hit in the head with something. Yeah, no doubt. 
So what's next for Amber? What's 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 on the horizon for Amber? Um, I do have some things coming up. Um, I'm gonna try to do Waverly Hills next year, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. That's also a big location, so I hope I don't get disappointed with that one. Sure. Um, we are gonna go back to Bobby Mackey's at some point. I just want a little bit more equipment. I felt like the equipment that we had wasn't very good. Sometimes, um, I know it sounds weird, but sometimes certain spirits know how to communicate with certain things better mm-hmm. than other things. Okay. So, like, you'll go, you'll go to Hillview, and they work really well with REM pods and uh, spirit box and EVPs. Whereas you'll go somewhere like uh, Moundsville, and they'll do really good with just EVPs and nothing else. Okay. So you kind of have to find that thing that they know how to use. So I should be getting some new equipment. I'm hoping to get a portal device. And then Waverly Hills next year for sure. I was going to try to do Gettysburg this year, but with that whole COVID variant thing, I don't know what's going to happen. So I don't know if I want to book that. Gettysburg would be a lot of spirits there. Yeah, and... I'm super excited to do it because it's a big location, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a challenge because it's outside. Yeah. So you're going to have true. the outside noises. That's true. Um, you're going to have to be able to separate it, right? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be tough. So when you when you have to think about, like, what can I do to kind of get indisputable evidence, you're like, I don't even know if I can because it's all outside, which is why I don't do, um, I don't do cemeteries and stuff like that because it's hard to do stuff like that. So do you, a lot of people, when they contact you on Instagram, do you usually respond to people? I mean, I'm sure you're a busy woman. I'm sure a lot of people hit you up, but do you do your best? Or some people, are, do they just kind of troll you, you think, and you just like, fuck them, like, I'm not going to help you? No, I actually, I respond to 100% of the messages that I get. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm very active on Instagram. That's probably the one place that I'm very active. Um, if you message me through Facebook, I probably won't contact you for like three days because I hate Facebook. Yeah, no shit. But, um, no, I have quite a few friends that I have made on Instagram, and we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. I get people who, um, you know, they ask me for advice. I give them advice, and they're like, okay, thanks. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. And I won't speak to them for a couple days, and they'll kind of update me and let me know. And then I get people who message me every day saying, oh, I hope you have a good day. And I'll be like, oh, thanks. Hope you have a good day. And it's an everyday thing. And then I get some guys who are like, hey, can I get nudes? And I'm like, no. And then I'll block. <laughs> But I'm still responding. <laughs> I usually give out a warning. I'm usually like, no, I'm not that kind of girl. If you want to check out my YouTube, that'd be great. But if you don't want to, like, I understand. And sometimes they get really pushy, and I'm like, you say one more thing, and I'm blocking you, and they'll do it, and I'll block them. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you tell them, look, this Instagram is not the place. Go to my OnlyFans for that, okay? <laughs> Go to my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that here. Go to OnlyFans. No, yeah, sorry. and it's just, it's super crazy. And it's really bothersome, though, that some people will just ask me for news. And I'm like, what part of my Instagram makes you think that I'm going to send you news? You're a woman. That's what it is. I know. <laughs> that's yeah. basically what it is. They must find you, they find you attractive and they want to see you naked. Fine, yeah. And, like, I have this guy who was bothering me. And, oh, my gosh, it, it got really bad. But he got deleted from Instagram. Oh, thank God. But anyway... Did you, you reported him or something? Well, I did, but Instagram told me that they couldn't do anything about him. So, But they eventually kicked him off because he was sending porn videos to everybody. Jeez. Yeah, he would send them to me, and I would basically, I would block him, and then he would make a new, a new account every day. Mm. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm not even going to block you. I'm just not going to check the messages from you anymore. So how'd you know they were him then? If you didn't, if you uh, because account. he would always use the same profile picture. Oh gosh. Well, now I'll... It... <laughs> go ahead. So, um, he, I, he actually he made a new account, and I didn't realize it was him because he used a different one. So he said, "Oh, how are you today?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm good." He said, "Oh, can I get nudes?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and then he started sending he started uh, sending me more porn videos, and he's like, "I hope you it's okay that I send these to you." You know that I, I'm a huge fan of the YouTube channel and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, it's him. And I I went off. I was like, you do realize how annoying this is for, for someone like me. Like, I'm wasting my time telling you the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. when I could actually be helping people with actual problems. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's tough for me. I have quite a few different followers and everybody wants to talk. And I get that. And I enjoy that. 
But when I have to waste an hour explaining to you why it's inappropriate, that's just not acceptable. Uh, the life of Amber, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> She's not just a ghost hunter, but she fights off pervs. So Yeah. So you wanna give any you wanna give any of your plugs before we go? Um, so I just have uh, my YouTube channel, which is Amber's Asylum, and that's Amber's with a Z. Okay. And then I also have my Instagram, which is Amberlynn underscore 0221. Okay. And, and like I said, don't get a hold of me on Facebook because I hate Facebook. Facebook's trash, I know. I, I don't even have a Facebook account, so I agree with you. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, you know, we're busy people, but thank you for taking some time out to talk to me, and I appreciate it, and I hope to, oh, yeah. to see more of your videos. And yeah, really you're enjoy. welcome. I really like your videos, so you know, keep it keep it going. Be just be Definitely. totally optimistic, keep positive, and you know, just mm -hmm. show the truth. That's that's all I want. That's all I appreciate. Don't be feeding me all this edited shit because that's right. that stuff's lame. But thank you again, <laughs> Amber's Asylum. Go check her out. He's great, nice person. Don't send her any nudes. Or don't, don't ask for me. any. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you very much. And with that, talk to you later. <laughs>